We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. The Lakers pick up the big, big win over the Dallas Mavericks. Love seeing that, what we got out of the Lakers in that second half, especially the Lakers got it going. How about Jared Vanderbilt? Second game in a row, being the X factor for the Lakers, making plays all over the floor. One of the best defensive plays I think we've seen this season when he was able to save the ball from going out of bounds, throw it behind his back off of Kyrie Irving for the turnover. That was out of a timeout. For the Mavs, that was an incredible play by Jared Vanderbilt. He was fantastic. Anthony Davis did what Anthony Davis does. You look at AD, put up 28 points, 12 boards, 9 assists, just shy of a triple-double, 12 of 17 shooting. LeBron, 25 points, 8 boards, 8 assists. He was great, 10 for 19 shooting. D'Angelo Russell, have a game. Maybe we need to talk about the Lakers' trade plans on this show. 29 points. Four boards, three assists for D'Lo, five of seven shooting from deep. And Austin Reeves chipped in with 14 points, seven assists on his own. The Lakers, the Lakers, they held, held the Mavs, who shoot more threes than almost every team in the NBA. Second most threes per game of any team in the league. The Lakers, their weakness lately has been giving up wide open threes. The Mavs shot just 27.5% from deep on 40 attempts Tonight against the Lakers, a big part of the Lakers getting the win. Was some of that fortunate? Were there some open looks that the Mavs just missed? Yes, but I also thought in the second half, we saw the Lakers defense doing a better job scrambling, getting out to shooters. There were a few key possessions that I thought they did a really nice job on. So we've got a lot to talk about on this show, not just the trade market, because there's some new rumors that are coming out about potential targets for the Lakers. DeJounte Murray for the Hawks, who the Lakers are rumored to be in pursuit of. He hit a game winner. For Atlanta, what does that mean? So many different topics to get into there. And then, of course, the Lakers are getting this big win. They get back to 500. They play well. It was a fun game. Basketball can be fun. I know we've been through it over the last month or so, but these last two wins for the Lakers have been fantastic. All right, lots of stuff to get into. I know you guys have plenty of things to talk about. If you're joining over on YouTube, over on uh, X, over on Facebook, welcome in. Let's get to your questions and comments. And the first one, kind of a negative one here. Jay Delgado said, I don't know why Ham sees Torian Prince as prime Tony Allen. It is indeed uh, a bit, well, it's a bit much. Torian Prince getting the minutes that he does. But guess what happened in this one? Guess what happened? Torian Prince, now he was in foul trouble, so maybe that's part of it, saw 21 minutes. In this game, Jared Vanderbilt, 26. I'll take that. Rui Hachimura, 21 minutes to equal Torian Prince. That's more like it. I hope it wasn't just the foul trouble because let's face it, Torian Prince, look, I don't want to bash him too much. He's a rotation player. He's a guy who should get some minutes. It's not a take all of his minutes situation with Torian Prince, but he shouldn't be getting significantly more minutes than Rui Hachimura, or certainly not more minutes than this version of Jared Vanderbilt. So I hope this was not just a, he was in foul trouble, and that's why these other guys got minutes, because Torian stood no shot against Luka. And he, look, he tried. He tried, but Torian's not going to defend Luka. Vando does. That's what he's there for. So I was happy to see the minutes shift around in this one. 
I hope that's a thing that's going to stay because I think the days of Tory and, Tory and Prince getting, say, 30 minutes a night should be gone. And that's not to say that he's a bad player. That's not to say he's not a rotation player. His three-point shooting has been good for this team. But I think when you've got guys like Rui, now you've got this version of Vando who finally looks healthy, you've got to feed them minutes. You have to. Joining me now, I know he's tired, but he's hanging in there. It's Sean Davis. Sean, how you doing? What's going on, everybody? Um, that was a really freaking fun game. That really was. That it really was. That was a blast of that second half in particular. The Lakers, they went on a great run. They held the Mavs. Well, the Mavs hit 30 in the fourth quarter. Every other quarter, the Mavs had less than 30 points. The Lakers, 42 to 27 in the third, and they really got things going. There was some razzle-dazzle we saw from the Lakers offense. LeBron James with that Magic Johnson-esque two-handed kind of side-spin pass to Jared Vanderbilt, who, thank goodness, finished the dunk on that one to give us that highlight real play. Um, that was just a fun and exciting basketball game. And, Sean, you know, we, we'll break down all the stuff that happened in this one. We'll talk about what it means for the trade deadline. But we just haven't seen enough of basketball like this this season with the Lakers. And this was a reminder of how fun basketball can be. Yeah, um, this was a super fun game. The second half is probably the the most well-coached the Lakers have looked all year. Good point. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was a freaking fun basketball game. That That's very true. Like this, if we're going to give credit to the players, this is a game where you should also give credit to Darvin Ham. I even thought, I, I believe it was either late in the third or early in the fourth, the Mavs, like, they hit a shot or two. They cut, they cut the Lakers lead to, like, 16, and Darvin took the timeout. Like that, that's the timeout he hasn't been calling that we've been asking for him to. And he took it. So we got to give him credit. Uh, and I thought uh, you noticed in particular, we were over on playback and, and YouTube, uh, a few of the things the Lakers were doing offensively that were pretty impressive. I mean, running some cool little wrinkles that we hadn't typically seen out of them. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers offense was freaking dialing it up tonight, especially in the second half. The second half, the Lakers. They held the Mavericks to 0 0.770 points per possession rate on for the Mavericks, but the Lakers offense scored at a 1.259 points per possession rate in the second half. Freaking elite stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, they were diming it, dicing things up on both ends of the floor. They um defensively came out, really mixed up the coverages. They blitzed, they switched, which is I mean, like, kind of unironically, like, what they've been good at all year. And, I mean, that's mm -hmm. when the Lakers team was at their best, when they were, like, really leaning into that stuff more. Um, and then offensively, I've been making the point for, like, the past week or so now that the Lakers offense is not as bad as I think we're, like, hyping it up to be. But they keep getting in their own way and turning over the ball so daggone much, especially in the month of January so far, where they were heading into tonight, I want to say, dead last in turnover percentage, which is why – the uh the the Lakers were 22nd or whatever in offensive rating, but when you go look at true shooting percentage and in fact the field goal percentage, the Lakers are like 12th or 13th or whatever, right? So tonight they didn't turn the ball over. They ran. They the play calling was on point, and Lord and behold, we got that offensive blow up game. Um, because like they 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 they've been having good process. They've just been getting in their way too much. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just 10 turnovers in this game. And that really helped out this Lakers offense, helped out their efficiency. Look, the way I like to look at turnovers, Sean, is that, you know, if you think about what a team's average points per possession is, right? It's say it's 1.1 1 .1 or whatever, whatever it is for each team. Um, every turnover is that many points that you can take off the board and maybe even more really because teams, especially if it's a live ball turnover, that creates a positive scoring opportunity for your opponent. So, while it doesn't always directly lead to those points going on the board, over the long run, each turnover really is a subtraction of a point plus off of your score, and oftentimes an extra, you know, one point, say four points onto your opponent's score because the the rate of scoring is a lot higher in transition play. So they are really damaging. Turnovers are they're they're incredibly damaging, and seeing the Lakers cut down their turnovers in this one was excellent. Um, Andrew said team is coming together, much more organized offense. Defense has been much better. Vando back. 
We got to get Rui Vando Wood more minutes. D'Lo has been really good. AD playmaking. Yeah, I thought AD did a really nice job passing out of doubles in this game. Yeah, I mean, AD passing out of doubles and like playmaking in general is kind of a, a weakness for, for AD at, at one point, arguably. But I mean, especially for like the past month or so now, he's been so freaking good. In terms of passing out of doubles, nine assists. I want to say only one turnover tonight. Have the triple double in a in a pretty lackluster shooting performance against the Jazz um, a few games back now. But I mean, yeah, I mean, organized offense has led to to better offensive performances from the Lakers. Bando, I think, is kind of proving that, like, yeah, I wasn't all the way healthy, but I'm healthy mm-hmm. now. Um, and like this team feels like that these past two games feel like a team that like they're trying to prove a point they're trying to prove a point that hey look we got everybody or you're still missing gabe but like yeah. we got and everybody cam. we and, sure <laughs> i'm joking and cam um but we got all the guys from last year back fully healthy now finally um the lineups are starting to make more sense let us prove either us right or you right and whether it is you think we need a trade, okay, cool, let's prove it. Let's prove it one way or another. And I still think something's going to happen, but boy, have they played the last two games like, nah, 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 we're good. Mm-hmm. We just needed to figure it out a little bit. But, I mean, they're they're playing incredible ball right now. The only thing that worries me is that the Thunder simply missed a lot of wide-open threes. They had, sure. I mean, that's what the stats say. They had... Uh, I want to say it was like 34 wide open threes and they only hit 29%, which is terrible um, on wide open looks. I want to see the numbers and see how many of the Mavs got. I felt like watching the game live, the Lakers did a better job closing out, but I have to go back and look at the stats. I know the Thunder game, there may have been a little bit of luck involved because of so many missed open shots from them. And that that happens over the course of a season. I'm not saying, oh, that was an undeserved win or anything. That's the way it goes sometimes. Um I want to. I'm hoping that's not the case here in this. I want to see when I dig into the stats that the Lakers didn't give up as many open looks. It didn't feel like they did, but I want to go look at the, the actual numbers once those are all processed, uh, because that's my only concern here. Is that how much of this is being fueled by opponents missing shots that they typically don't miss as many of? I'm hoping that's not the case here for this this Mavs game. Uh, I thought the Lakers defense was more energized, and when you're hitting shots, that also provides energy from your to your team. And we saw the Lakers hitting shots in this one. That was great to see. Uh, Koa said, "Not sure if it's AD or LeBron lately with these triple doubles or near to it. His passing out of double teams has been on point. Our best player. I think some of it is guys are hitting shots more frequently, so that's creating yeah. more assists and creating triple doubles. It sucks that uh." That the Lakers are a 500 team because gosh, is Anthony Davis playing like an MVP right now? He really is. He really is. Um, <laughs> Mob mentality haters will say we got lucky because Exum didn't play. Okay, knock it off. <laughs> like, that's too impressive. <laughs> too impressive back to back wins. What does this mean? Maybe a minor tweak is needed. Bismack and who? What does this mean for the trade market? Like we've got a couple, a few weeks, three weeks or so until the trade deadline. Trade deadline is February eighth. The Lakers are supposed to touch base with the Hawks, like today, tomorrow, the next day. Like they're supposed to be talking with the Hawks this week about a Dejounte Murray trade. Does this give you reason to not do a deal, or where where do you go with this? Um, I'm still like interested in doing a deal. Um, I'm not overreacting to a couple of games. But I, I do think, like, I do maybe have a little bit more stuff to consider. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I, – I, I still think a deal's coming for sure. Um, folks, if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button. If you're just hanging out over here on the YouTube channel, Lakers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation, hit that subscribe button. We're going to keep you up to date on everything going on on the trade front as we get closer to the trade deadline. So subscribe and turn on those notifications. And don't forget, while you're at it, everybody who's watching live right now, hit that like button. Let's get this video out to as many people as we can. Um, yeah, I do think that the Lakers, you can't overreact to how they're playing. Enjoy it, certainly. But you still have to explore the trademark and you have to see if there's something that makes sense. They do still have uh, a deficit in terms of speed and quickness 
in their backcourt? Is that something you can overcome? Is Jared Vanderbilt getting back to himself something that fixes that? Um, a lot to consider, and it's a good problem to have. But I think if you're the Lakers front office, now you have to weigh, is this is this team, this the slump we saw in December and into January, is that who they really are? Or are we starting to see who they really are? What do we think is real? And then make some decisions from there. Yeah. They're not easy, but... All right, Sean. Speaking of not easy. One of the most difficult things we're going to have to do for this show. And chat, help us out. This is not going to be easy. Superstar of the night. Fire it off in the chat. Who's the superstar of the night? From this game. I'm not going to lie. I feel like this is actually a little bit easier for me. Is it? I'm going AD. I think okay. starting your role is the harder one. But So I'm going to go fair. AD. Give That's me AD. Fa- I, I actually, okay. I could see it, but I think starting your role is an easy one for me, personally. But AD, I get it. He was great in this game. Uh, he was a monster on the boards. He was getting the assists. I think the other option for starring your role, and part of this is, if you want to call it voter fatigue, we'll call it voter fatigue, because we know how great LeBron is, and LeBron made some great plays in this game, and LeBron was fantastic, and and, and I'm not saying that D'Lo was better than LeBron necessarily, but getting a 29-point game out of D'Angelo Russell on 5-7 of seven shooting, the swagger that he had back in his game compare that to the guy from a few weeks ago who looked like he didn't have the confidence to take a shot and now he's throwing these little like like super extendo arm left-handed hooks oh up my over gosh. Derek lively some of those shots were insane Dila was fantastic um he's had a few really big games lately and he is we were talking about this live he is so much fun when he has it going like this. I'm going to go D'Lo. That's reasonable. I think the reason why I said I, I thought starring your role was going to be a little bit harder is because I was going to try to sneak D'Lo into starring your role. But I think oh. since you took D'Lo for uh, Superstar of the Night, I think that disqualifies him for starring your role. So I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was was great. I, now I understand where you're going to go. I get it. Dilo's great. All right. Tyler said the team is figuring it out. Back-to-back great wins. Starting five looks great. I actually disagree with that. I disagree with that. We'll have to talk about it. Vando looks phenomenal defensively. Just need to upgrade the bench. That's all. Not as big of a trade as we previously thought. Okay. Well, let's talk about the trade part in a minute. The starting five looks great. I thought the starting five did and I, I haven't looked at the advanced numbers or anything like that, but I thought the starting five had the exact issues I thought they were going to have, and that's that nobody was there to defend Luca, and Luca indeed went went off. He did Luca things when Torian Prince was defending him, and I guess if you're not, if it's not going to be LeBron, because let's face it, if you really if you had those five on the floor and you really absolutely must get like say a stop on on one single possession, LeBron's going to defend Luca. But Torian Prince was the best bet, and uh, Luca just went through him like he wasn't even there. I mean, 33 points, 13 boards, 10 assists for Luca, two steals, two blocks. So I thought the offense's issues were still evident. Now, that doesn't mean they played necessarily poorly, but this was a game where the correct lineup probably would have been Jared Vanderbilt in the starting five, and I was frustrated in the first half that the Lakers didn't mirror Vando's minutes with Luca's. Instead, they put Vando in when Luca was subbed out. Vando is the guy you want on Luca. There's no question. And so I thought while the starting five, the offense has benefited from some of the floor spacing we've seen. I thought defensively, the issues that we were afraid they were going to have defending Luca were, were evident. In 322 possessions this season, this is the second most uh, played lineup for the Lakers. Uh, D'Lo, Austin, Torian, Braun, AD is a plus 3.2, scoring 117 points per 100 possessions, and but giving up 114.2 points per 100 yep. possessions. So. Yeah. 
I, I mean, yeah. So with look, the starting I, group at least. Right. And the starting group, I, I still think it should be Vando in there. You can mitigate it though by just doing what they did tonight and just he played Vando more minutes. That's fine. Um he'd need to upgrade the bench. That's all. Not as big of a trade as previously thought. I, I still think the goal is on the trade market, go find two-way players. That's that's what you need the most right now. Two-way players, specifically guys who can shoot the three, guys who can give you some athleticism in the backcourt. By the way, Sean, let's talk about this because the latest rumor that came out, Dave McBenamin, said the Lakers are looking at Tyus Jones and Colin Sexton on the trade market. Um. I don't know if that would be a D'Lo trade. That's what I had heard, was that that was the guy the Lakers were looking to move, was D'Angelo Russell. His contract says you have to consider trading him at the deadline because he's got that player option coming up this summer. When he has games like this, it makes it feel really bad to consider trading him. But I don't know if you trade D'Lo for either of those guys. But let's say you live in a world where you don't have to trade D'Lo for them to get these guys. Are, are you interested in either of those players, Tyus Jones, Colin Sexton? Not really. Now, like if you combine them with something else, then maybe. But like the Tyus Jones is like uh, the, the those are just like very lateral moves. And honestly, like Tyus, the 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 report is that the Lakers want to get quicker more athletic guards you're not doing that at all with Tyus Jones no you're getting a very efficient guard sure but, but right, what about but Colin Sexton Sexton I'm just like eh what if what if you put him in a firepower off the bench role we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Deep. Eh. Nah, I I think I'm good on both of those options. I'm not gonna like because Colin, well, you you're trading D'Lo. Yeah, you probably have to trade D'Lo, and, and I I think I'm in agreement. I would rather just keep D'Lo keep if that D-Lo. was the case. I'll live I'll live with the outcome where D'Lo like walks before I trade D'Lo for like Colin Sexton. All right, uh, PSI eight said uh, gifted a Lakers Nation membership. One of the cool things that our membership program offers. By the way, uh, tomorrow I'm gonna do our live show where. Our channel members can come in and jump on stage with us. Um, that's going to be coming up tomorrow, 2 o'clock Pacific time. We'll do uh, the live show. And so if you want to check that out, you can click the join button and check out the channel membership program. It's a lot of fun. We hang out. We all, we get, we, uh, Sean, last show, I think I had like 17 people 
on the stage and then a bunch of people watching too, all hanging out, talking Lakers basketball. It was a blast. Um, ben awesome. said, we're back, baby. Are the Lakers back? Is this it? They're uh, back. Last time, last time we thought the Lakers were back. I, I had that as my, as my name on, on screen, my on screen name and the Lakers proceeded to get blasted by the Suns the next game. So, uh, I'm going to refrain from answering that question, but, um, a cool story that just got put out. Um, D'Lo just says post game that the Lakers all hustled back into the locker room right after the buzzer and were immediately locked into Bronny's game, USC playing Arizona. So that's good. That's just cool, that's cool to hear for like team camaraderie and stuff like that. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that that is that's cool. That that's good for to, for that that team chemistry that you're talking yeah. about. Uh. Oh, Jay said Ric Flair woo. Uh, now that's a that was a pretty Laker game. Sean, can you do a Ric Flair woo? Uh, not at the current moment. I, you know, I you know what you know the the Ric Flair. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm just making woo! sure I know. He's, yeah. There you go. There you go. It's the woo. There. Right, there yeah. You go. I, I don't got that. I got the the melodramatic woo. <laughs> you're, you're, Sean, yours sounds like you're at your birthday party or a birthday party, but you're also very sad to be there. (laughs) Or I got I got like a uh, uh, a gift that I I completely didn't want. Oh my god, what is it? (laughs) Yay! Thank you so much. I I love it. Oh, I'm gonna use this tomorrow. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. You're speaking from experience. Speaking from experience. <laughs> Aquaman said, I've seen enough. This team has a switch. Make it to the sixth seed at least, though. Torian Prince with only 20 minutes. Ham is figuring it out. I think that, we I think knew that, this team had a switch. I think yeah, we well, yeah, we saw it in the in season tournament. And, that was, and that's why this team was so freaking frustrating because we all knew that this team had a switch. We saw it. We've seen it a bunch this year. We've seen it uh, all the first three Phoenix games, the entire in-season tournament. Um, like, like this team has it. Um, it's it's just frustrating. Um, quick, somebody in the chat says Sean got socks for his birthday. <laughs> but that was <laughs> so. The problem with the whole switch thing was they were so bad for so long that it was fair to start to wonder whether or not the switch existed anymore or if they just burned it out on the in-season tournament and that was that and they were done like there were no signs of life for the from the lakers for a while now we're seeing them start to get back to who we we thought they would be again um long way to go still and you got to keep winning basketball games right now they're still sitting in the 10 seed in the western conference just got back to 500 but yeah, you got to make sure that we continue to see play like this. Otherwise, the whole switch—if that's right—that that you're you're right, Sean. It just makes it even more frustrating when they have those no-show games. Imagine they uh, lose to Portland. Oh. Don't let's not let's not speak that into existence. Uh, Mission eighty-six. So D'Angelo Russell is a Laker. By the way, congrats on being a channel member for three months, uh, Mission 86. D'Angelo Russell is a Laker. He's alive. We're alive. Now, again, never stop. This is what we came for. I love this team. I'm a Laker fan, Mikey. This is, this is, this is, it's fun, right? Watching your team succeed. And, and the Lakers looked like they were having fun playing together that lob that Austin Reeves threw to D'Lo and it wound up falling to Torian Prince. And he kind of made the awkward layup. And then D'Lo's just looking at him like what you thought I could go up and get that one. Like little moments like that. They were enjoying playing together and we didn't see that for a while. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Let's do, let's do the more difficult award here. Chat. Let us know. Star in your role. Who gets the star in your role award for the Lakers tonight? A number of guys stepped up for this Lakers team. Who gets the star in your role award? Sean, where are you going? Well, again, I, I think it's only fair that I think you using D'Lo 
three-year superstar of the night disqualifies him. What if it doesn't? What if D'Lo is still available? He's still on the board to select. Oh, if he's still on the board, then I'm taking D'Lo. Okay. Right? But I'm going to play in the fantasy world where he is now disqualified because he used him for superstar of the night. So the answer is pretty easy in that case, which is Jared Vanderbilt. Um, yes. He was so freaking good, so impactful. Um, his defense on Kyrie was so like textbook elite tonight. Um, and one, uh, no. Um, <laughs> and you combine that, like with even the possessions he had with, with Luca defensively, I am so freaking excited at this coaching staff. I'm now starting to use the word consistently. Cause I think it's been consistent for like three weeks now, again, basically since the start of the new year. They're, they they finally, like, really figured out, like, huh, let's just use Vando as an off-ball screener and it negates the offensive, like, it negates the negative gravity. He does he still does that positive gravity, but it, it helps neutralize it a little bit more. Sure. Um, and they found it, it's opened up slip opportunities now for Vando, too, where he gets to draw fouls at the rim or get open uh, layups and dunks off of cuts after setting an off ball screen. So, uh, I mean, give me Jared Banner, but when he's playing like this, I think the Lakers defense get hit another level. I'm still kind of a fan of just bringing him off the bench because I think that bringing him off the bench, letting him immediately go in and like, who knows how like Luca or whoever, like the best player is they've already gotten a sweat. They've already like been, tired out a little bit and now you get to go to vando right and also i think with just floor spacing purposes i like him a little bit more next to christian will like that lineup where it was mm -hmm. d i forget who the two was braun vando christian wood was freaking awesome i think so yeah give me give me jared vanderbilt so and i'm in agreement I, I definitely go jared vanderbilt i thought he was a difference maker out there he tends to play well against luca I thought he made some really nice plays. Obviously, defensively, he was he was all over the place. Uh, he was tipping the ball free. He was getting steals. He was uh, grabbing rebounds, nine rebounds in this game for Jared Vanderbilt, seven points. This was the Jared Vanderbilt that we were excited about last year. And that's great to see because we hadn't seen this guy since last season. Now here he is because he was back, but he wasn't really back. Now it looks like Jared Vanderbilt is back, back. He's back to being himself. Um are you saying, though, that you would continue with Torian Prince in the starting five and then just bring Vando off the bench? Or are you suggesting someone else goes in and plays a Torian? Or are you doing something totally different? What Where are you, where are you at there? Um, I was really more so just saying like, I like the idea of keeping Rui, I'm sorry, excuse me, Vando and Christian Wood together as a pairing. Sure. Um. Like, like, all right, here, here's, here's the thing with Torian Prince. Here's the <laughs> thing with Torian Prince. Torian Prince himself is a fine player. And I think that when we, like, are upset with Torian, we need to direct our frustrations with Darwin for playing him 35 minutes a night like or, or utilizing him in, in incorrect roles and things of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. So Torian's a fine player. I think if he's playing 20 minutes a night or whatever, I think it's I think it's fine. Um I guess maybe by default, maybe if you're not going Torian, it probably has to be Vando. But I think I'm still like as much as I possibly can. I'm probably going Vando and, and Wood together. Or it, it maybe you start Vando in, in, in certain matchups. Like tonight, tonight is definitely a night where I would have said Vando just start. But yes, agreed. Yeah, I don't know, it's, it's tough. I'm not too worried about how they get there. I would just like to see the minutes redistributed to what we saw essentially tonight, just on a more permanent basis. And that's where I'm concerned that, you know, was it Torian's foul trouble that caused that to happen? Or is that now what we're going to see moving forward? And I'm hoping it's the latter. Yeah. Um, Drew Potter said, can only imagine what a consistent D'Lo would mean for this team. A consistent D'Lo would be making 10 more million dollars right now. Exactly. Maybe more. I mean, if D'Lo is consistently putting up 25 to 30 points a night, with insane efficiency, he's a 30, 35 million player, right? I wouldn't talk about 25. I'm more so talking about 20, but still, the point's still the same. Yeah. Like, you just be getting more money for sure. On this roster, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's, and I think that's an important thing to note was that you have to enjoy these great games from D'Angelo Russell, and you know that there's going to be bad games too. There's going to be games where he gives you seven points. 
And that's you just have to kind of accept that comes with the D'Angelo Russell experience. Inconsistency yeah. is part of it. Um, it's just the way that it goes. And that I think if you just if you can accept that, that that's just part of it, then it gets a little bit easier to just have fun and enjoy the games that um, that he goes up, goes nuts because they really are fun experiences while understanding that, hey, OK, tonight he doesn't have it. Austin's got to get, get it going. Rui's got to get it going with the scoring. Somebody else has to step up and just recognizing that. And that's something that I think makes it all more tolerable if you understand that there is there's action to be taken on nights when D'Lo clearly doesn't have it. And tonight, fortunately, was a night where he did have it. And these nights are are fantastic. Yeah. Again, watch, watch, watching D'Lo when he's playing hot is a really fun experience. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Kronos said, Tyus is a prime flip for Gabe, but point of attack defense. I am i don't know if I do that. Like if you could, if you could just tell me right now, Tyus Jones goes on this roster. Gabe Vincent is off. Are you doing that? Nah. Really? Even though Gabe Vincent has has only played five games all season. I I I don't think so. I think I'd do it. I think I'd do it. And I'll tell you what. Tell you what. I'd really do it. It's the contracts. I I was digging into the numbers with Keith Smith the other day. Uh, We put the video up on the YouTube channel. It's going to be tight for the Lakers this next summer. Um, obviously, it depends on what D'Lo does, if he's still on the roster, what LeBron does. Th- those things are going to matter. But Tyus Jones is an expiring contract. Gabe Vincent has three years left on his deal. That buys you a little bit more flexibility in the summer if you're able to make that kind of a flip too. But even so, Tyus is shooting great from three. Uh, he's he's a low turnover guard, and he's healthy. If I could flip the two out right now, I don't know what Gabe Vincent's going to be with once his knee recovers. If both are healthy, probably give me Gabe Vincent. But there was a point where Tyus Jones was seen as the best backup point guard in the NBA. I think I'd lean Tyus on that one. I completely understand that that you know, like frame of thinking. Um, getting slandered in the chat right now. Um, yeah, that's funny. I, anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm just taking a gamble, and it sure. is a gamble on Gabe. But I think if Gabe is, yep, I, I am always saying crazy stuff. Um, if if Gabe is able to get back healthy, I think Gabe, like contract stuff, in my opinion, maybe this is just like terrible thinking. Contracts, we can figure that out in the draft or like 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 in in the offseason, figure that out then. But in terms of like if Gabe is able to get back healthy, and I'm going to trust like that the Lakers. And medical team over there were able to get him back healthy in time, like for a post uh, All Star break run, which is what the Lakers like internally, I think, are expecting and hoping for. If that is the case and it does come to fruition, then I think Gabe is going to, would have a a more positive impact for the Lakers come the playoffs, okay. which I think is the only thing that matters. And I'm going to gamble on that. If it doesn't pan out, well, screw it. Like, we'll figure it out. But I'm going to gamble on that. Well, speaking of which, this comment says, we need to ask ourselves, is our ceiling able to beat Denver or Boston? To me, that's a no. Us staying or standing pat will be a tier two and young team or will beat tier two and young teams. But to beat the cream of the crop, a move is needed to raise our ceiling to championship level. You saying that like even if the Lakers are playing at this level, you're not beating Denver, you're not beating Boston, so you have to make a move because even though this was fun tonight, you're still not there as a team. Uh, I understand the, the the sentiment behind this, like, and that's why that's why I still think you need something done because again, you go back to Denver and Boston. Choco uh, <laughs> Thunder said Miami will be Boston. Miami will find a way to be Boston. I sure hope um, so. That would be great. I can just count on it. Um, I think that the Lakers just don't have enough two-way dudes. So that's why I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Sean dropped out for a second there. I did? Yeah, it's okay. You're back. Oh, okay. That's weird. Um, anyway, I, I, I think that the Lakers just don't have enough two-way guys on the team that can, you know, be contributions on both ends of the floor. And you look at Denver, you look at Boston, I'm like, yeah, like they have a bunch of dudes that can 
positively impact the game on both ways of the floor. So like Dorian Fitty Smith, even if it's like a minor trade for Dorian Fitty Smith or just Alex Caruso by himself or whatever, right? Like just something um, that that's what I'm looking for. All right. Yeah. I think if you could use even something in the margins there, there's moves that can wind up being greater than the sum of their parts because of what actually gets added to your team. The Lakers are able to patch a few holes with their move here or moves at the trade deadline that could wind up being really, really big for this team. Um, all right, Sean, let's uh, get into our sleeper segment of the show. We're going to make some picks over on the sleeper app. Those of you who have downloaded the app already, you can play along with us. You can make the selections with us as well. If you haven't downloaded the app, go check it out at the app store. Uh, the sleeper app, super easy to download and find use our code Lakers nation. You get a deposit match of up to $500, which is absolutely fantastic. All right, let's go here, Sean. Uh, we're going to do a four player contest here. Uh, once again, that promo codes Lakers nation over on sleeper. And I'm going to go here first, Sean. I'm feeling the Lakers just won. I'm feeling good. I think we're going to go a little more risky on this one. I'm looking at Harrison Barnes. Does he block a shot or not? I'm going to say Harrison Barnes blocks a shot. That 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 is a a a 3.24x play. I'm going to say he gets that. I'm going to say he gets that that block going up against uh Indiana. Indiana obviously just made just made a big trade. I'm going to say Harrison Barnes gets it done. Indiana has so many possessions cuz they fly up and down the floor. Same thing with Sacramento. Hold on, say hold he blocks hold. a shot. You, you wait. You say Harrison Barnes is going to block a shot? He's going to block a shot. Trevor, uh, Harrison what? Barnes, his, his average for block shots per game is 0.2. It takes it just takes one. I told you, we're going risky here. We're going risky here. He has to right? block the shot the entire month of January. Okay, well, he, that, you know what that means? That means he's due. That means he's due. Um, let's go with, with maybe future Laker. <laughs> That's... That's Colin that Sexton means. here. Colin Sexton. Um, let's see here. Let's look at his threes. 1.5 threes. Does he hit more or less than 1.5 threes? And he's going to be going up against OKC. I, I, I'm scared about some of these picks now. Hold on, wait. Let me let me go look at Colin Sexton. <laughs> Trevor's well, the great thing about sleeper, you, you can pull up the stats here. He's gone uh, over in uh three of his last four games trevor's out here picking yeah trevor's a yeah uh 37.1 percent three-point shooter this year we just need over one and a half you said yep oh uh, we can take the over i feel fine all right with that. all right we'll take we'll take more more sorry more more there and Oh, wouldn't you know it? I totally my my phone just totally froze up. I can't finish those picks. Well, we got those two. Maybe your phone's telling you to to go back. My and... phone my phone did not like the Harrison Barnes pick. It let me it let me get the Harrison Barnes pick in, and it said you must stop. You're User too, error like too crazy. Oh man, give it leave it to. Leave it to technology to try to save you from yourself there. Um, again, though, you guys can play over on Sleeper. Use that code Lakers Nation. Super, super easy. You get that deposit match of up to $500. Sleeper available in a ton of states, including California. So go check it out. It is a blast, a ton of fun. And perhaps your phone will even, will even try to save you from yourself, too. I was being aggressive with that Harrison Barnes pick. I liked it. I liked and it, but... Watch, that, just watch now. Now he's gonna block a shot. That's gonna happen. If he blocks a shot, I will tweet something out about it. But like, uh, no, he's had block. six block shots the entire season. By the it's way, gonna, Chad. it's happening. That, that's how we know it's happening. The the <laughs> entire year. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, muffin breaks. So what an emotional roller coaster the past few years. Great victory. Keep it up, Lakers. Um. That was that it was indeed a roller coaster the past few years, and we've been riding that roller coaster, and we've talked all about that about how difficult it is to ride up and down that roller coaster night in night out. Darvin Ham had his comment about Lakers fans living and dying with every game. That's what we do. 
that's what we do. And that that's part of what makes nights like this great because you can really celebrate such a big win. Yeah. Night, nights like this are, are always fun. There is a point where uh, I think I said on the show that my confidence in this team has uh, very quickly faded. Yeah, no, it's, start, it's starting to come back a little bit. Yeah, it, I agree. I think they're starting to play with more energy. Uh, all we need is a backup center. That's all. Sean, who would be your ideal target? Nick Richards. Nick, Nick Richards. Richards. And you know what? You know what came out? Um, I believe it was either this morning or yesterday. It's all blurring together at this point. Was that the Hornets will basically listen on anybody um, aside from LaMelo Ball, okay. uh, Mark Williams, and, and Brandon, Brandon Miller. Yeah, and Brandon Miller. They'll listen on anybody else. And that includes Terry Rogier, and that's a player that we've talked about a bit. Don't care. But when I saw that, Sean, the, because, of, because of you, the first name I thought of is I went, oh, Nick they're willing Richards. to move Nick Richards then. Nick Richards. Nick Richards. Come on, go get him. Let's go. Let, let me do a, a little investigating here. I know I've looked it up in the past, but I don't recall off the top of my head. It's like three what, years what to he, T-Mill, I think. Uh, no, he's at he's at three years, two and a half million this year. I'm sorry, one he's two and a half million this year, two and a half million next year. Oh no, wait, wait, grab the wrong one. I grabbed the wrong one. You're right. Three years, fifteen million, five million this year, five million next year, uh, and then five million non guaranteed. The final year. That that's a great, so freaking that, good. That's a great contract. That's a great contract. Playing 24 minutes per game right now, seven and a half rebounds, 1.2 blocks, 8.6 points, shooting 67% from the field. That's a great contract. I like Daniel Gafford too, but um, man, that's such an easy contract to trade for. Such an easy contract to trade for. What do you trade for Nick Richards? I think that's where you have to combine him with something just to make the math work on something like that. Otherwise, I mean, like, it, yeah, as Mamba Mentality says, you could do Torian Prince for Nick Richards. True, but what do the Hornets want with Torian Prince right now? Yeah. Okay, let me ask, let me ask you this, actually. Oh, boy. Would you... Torian Prince and JHS for Nick Richards. Would you do it? Because uh -uh. because the, the numbers would... Be pretty darn close to it to working on that. I love Nick. I don't think I do it. I well, hold on, wait, let me backtrack. I don't think that happens because I don't think like the the front office can sure. justify spending pick 17 on a dude we're trading for Nick Richards with all due respect. Fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um that's that such actually a weird becomes... salary though. That there's like there's not a, yeah. a clear cut answer. I, I almost kind of wish he was making like nine million dollars. I mean, otherwise you go to like a Gabe Vincent, but then again, you, you'd have to kick no. in enough picks because Gabe Vincent doesn't do anything for for Charlotte. What is Charlotte's um, like contracts at? Like, hold on, let me see. Oh, all right, here, I'll really test you on this one. Max Christie and Jackson Hayes for Nick Richards. These are the kinds of questions that are going to haunt you. Mm, no, I don't think so. I I I I almost do the JHS deal before I do that one. I mean, I think, it's I understandable. Think, There's no question. Max has been better than JHS this season, and they're both pretty close to the same age. Yeah, I, I think I I think I do the the JHS deal before I do that one. Hold on, let me so see what you, their contracts are. So JHS and and Jackson Hayes. Do you go try to combine like Nick Richards and Cody Martin? That'd be pretty good. Call up our so old friend Mitch Kupchak. That's uh, hey, how you doing? Twelve million dollars, like Gabe. There's Gabe. What's Cody Martin like? Like stats out this year? It would have to be Gabe. No, you have a roster spot open. Never mind. You could do that without yeah, having to wait anybody. All right, Dimitri said D'Lo destroyed Kyrie tonight, 29 to 12. Yeah, Kyrie did not have a good game, and D'Lo was fantastic. Uh, I, Kevin. I, I, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to get into the next one. Did you have something to add there? I was just going to say, I'm 
gonna backtrack from saying D'Lo destroyed Kyrie because that implies that like D'Lo was also guarding Kyrie, which is right. not true. No, which which you don't you don't want. Uh, love the win, Kevin said. Wood was amazing. Our defense was amazing. Would y'all do Gabe, JHS, Prince, and a first round pick for Bruce Brown from the Raptors? The Raptors may flip Bruce Brown, who they just got in a trade with uh, the Pacers. Would you combine those guys? Gabe, JHS, Prince, and a first. Can you imagine if like <laughs> Bruce Brown walks into the Lakers locker room? How would D'Lo feel? With, with, D- with, with D'Lo. Right? Team. But, you know, hey, Lance Stevenson played with LeBron. Yeah. Whatever. Guys Guys tend to figure it out. Um. Yeah. Wait, was Bruce's, like, is Bruce expiring? I would almost if Bruce is expiring, which I think it is, or it's a team option. He can be, yeah. He's got a team option on the second okay. year, so he's at twenty-two million this year, twenty-three million dollar team option for next year. So there is that flexibility baked into the contract. Yeah. Um, I I think honestly, I think it's it's a bit much. I think the first makes it a bit much, but the Raptors would want something of value back. That it it would. How much do the Raptors like JHS? Right. Let me say. If it was two seconds, do you do it? Gabe, JHS, Prince in two seconds? Yeah. Then in that case, I'd do it. And now, by the way, Bruce Brown is only shooting like 32% from three on the season. Yeah. He's not shot the ball as well as he did when he was with Denver. Something worth considering there. Cody Uh, Martin grades out pretty all right from some of the data I've seen so far, like quickly. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I I like Cody Martin. Uh, Shea Jordan, that win is as good as a Mark Cuban cigar. LFG. Uh, Mob Mentality gifted another Lakers Nation membership and Evan became a YouTube channel member. Welcome in to the YouTube channel membership program, Evan. Uh, Sean, we do need to get although this was a super fun night we do need to get to everybody's favorite segment and this actually may be the most difficult award of the night. We've and said I love, this for every award. I know, but I, I love we, we literally have said that for every award, but most nights the question has been, which one of like 20 options, 20 prime options are going to get this one? Tonight, this may be tough. Everybody, it's time for the Master Lock of the Night. Master Lock of the Night. What was the most annoying thing from tonight's game that we want to put into the Master Lock? Uh, <laughs> there it is. The chat is already firing off. Dylan Brooks makes his appearance, his nightly appearance. He gets master locked, even if he's not playing against the Lakers. He gets master locked every game. Um, what are you master locking from this game? That damn headband from Luca. Yes, that's it. Luca's headband deserves to be master locked into oblivion. That thing is awful. It's so bad. It looks like his parents bought him a Karate Kid costume for Halloween. Yeah. And he's going out trick-or-treating or something like that. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's very bad. It's a bad hair. It's a bad headband. So I think that's a fair master lock. Uh, chat, what else do you guys have? Darvin Ham. Oh, Darvin Ham catching a stray master lock here. For what? Oh, for putting okay. Torian Prince on Luca. I get it. That's I fine. Get it. I get it. Um, I think that's a good one. I found. I, th- I think there's a good one that I'm going to officially go with. And there's a number of people who've said it. I'm going to go with Scott Foster. Scott Foster had some moments in this game. The phantom foul on Austin Reeves off ball. Um, yeah. In tonight's game, that was, that was bizarre. Uh, that was, I believe, that was on Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, just some strange stuff in this game, and this is a pretty weak master lock, I'll be honest. Because again, the Lakers wanted a blowout, the refs weren't a big factor here, but there were some strange calls. So, oh, somebody said master lock Jared Vanderbilt layups. <laughs> he I does struggle with those. Sure. With those, he does struggle with those. Yeah, Chris Paul's best friend, aka Scott Foster. Okay, we'll do a few more before Sean's got to get the post post game show started. Uh, 
Ever since D'Lo turned into the weekend, he's balling. That's a, <laughs> that's a shot at D'Lo's hair. <laughs> if I'm D'Lo, I am living right. They called me the weekend. I kind of see it now, actually. You kind of see it. <laughs> I'm li- I'm livid if I'm D'Lo, though. Sean Tate said, wanting Tyus or Sexton over D'Lo is insane. Yeah, I think I, I would I would just keep D'Lo. I agree. Man, I'm I'm kind of been the reason I keep looking. By the way, for people, because whenever I, I do this, people in the comment section like think I'm like ignoring Trevor. But I'm looking to the left more often times now. I'm like researching something on my monitor and I'm looking at some like these this Cody Martin data. I have to watch the film now though. Like some of this stuff looks awesome. Like legitimately. He's on a team friendly deal. Like yeah. Snag him and, and and Nick Richards off off and running. All right, my bad. And Gabe Vincent and a pick for Nick Richards and Cody Martin. Nick Richards in a sec- uh I mean uh Gabe Vincent a second round pick, sure. Okay. RJ said the world is ending. Zombies are eating everyone. Whoa. Darvin Ham, huh? hands in pockets. That was a good <laughs> he's one. Saying, he's good saying like tonight. the world could be ending. Disaster is striking planet Earth. Darwin Hamill still has his, have his hands in his pockets. Sheesh. He needs pocketless pants. That That's what I'm hearing. You know what would happen, though? He would just start wearing a jacket that has pockets. <laughs> that's what would happen. Garrett Perkins, I would like to see the Lakers keep this together. If they keep winning like this, sure. They can keep doing this. And who who's on deck here, Sean? What's the, is the next game Brooklyn? It is. So you got the Dorian Finney-Smith tryout game, yep. and then you have the uh, – after that, it's not Chicago. It's Portland. Then I think it's Chicago. No, Clippers, Chicago, my bad. So you have the Dorian Finney-Smith tryout, and then you have the uh, Zach Levine tryout here in the next week. Exciting times. Darwin Exciting times. Tully. And maybe the Alex Caruso tryout, the audition. Tully said, uh, making the previous lineups look more ridiculous, especially when when Vando was doing the things he was doing. Oh, no. He didn't even play in this game. Superstar of the night is Cam Reddish for being injured. Sheesh. Why are we so mad with Cam? He's hurt. Garrett, let's see them get in a rhythm and get 100% healthy. Yeah, and hopefully the injury bug stays away. All right, let's finish with this. Oh, Jet Blue said, am I the only one that wants to keep D'Lo? No, there's a lot of people that, especially when D'Lo does this, he had a 39-point game the other night. Now a 29-point game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people coming out singing D'Lo's praises after that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've been pretty stamp pat on the mindset of, I'm not training D'Lo unless I can get a playmaker back. So... Mm-hmm. You're not able to find a deal to get a playmaker, then sure, yeah, you can keep D low. All right. Last one. Your top three realistic trade prospects. Do we need a trade or multiple trades? Um, top three. I think DeJounte um, Murray's at the top. I think I still think DeJounte's in there. Mm-hmm. Now I might stick with Atlanta. DeJounte bogey. Mm-hmm. And then I, I still think it's probably like Alex Caruso. I like that. I like I think DeJounte Murray's definitely in there. I don't think here's here's what I think, Sean. And this is I, I have not spoken to anybody who would know on this. I think that Dave mentioning Tyus Jones and um and Colin Sexton today was about this is this is purely my theory here was about the Lakers making sure Atlanta knows they're looking at other guard options too on a DeJounte Murray deal. That's what I think. Sean, are you frozen or are you just holding a really long wink at the camera right now? If this is a bit, his commitment to it. Okay, he's he's like gone, gone. Okay. 
I was going to say that was really impressive. (laughs) That was the longest wink I'd ever seen. He was frozen. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, Sean is out. Thank you everybody for, for joining us. Um, that this was a lot of fun. There's a lot of, we need more nights like this with the Lakers getting a big win, playing well, exciting, fun basketball. We need more of that. The night is not over. Uh, assuming Sean is not actually frozen like that in real life. Uh, we will have the post post game show starting in just a few moments. Um, up Sean is yep. Sean went down and out. He said he'll be back in just a bit here. Um, the post post game show is going to start in just a few moments, but thank you everybody for joining. Do appreciate all of you. Make sure you hit that like button. And of course, don't forget to subscribe as well. I'm going to be all over all the trade stuff between now and February 8th. So make sure that you guys subscribe, turn on notifications. As soon as news comes out, I will be getting it out there, breaking it down, giving you all the analysis that you need. So again, make sure you're a subscriber to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Thank you again, everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.